0: Tog, lads and lasses, and welcome back to the Soccer Talk Wads podcast, where we talk about soccer and soccer-related things. Today, we'll discuss all the transfers in the Premier League, the arrival of Gareth Bale in MLS, the strange and unexpected MLS standings, and the future of St. Louis City FC. It's a lot to cover, so let's kick off. If I told you things I did before,
1: told you how I used to. My story had my history would you go along with someone like me and had my share.
0: It welcome me back everyone this is the soccer talk wads podcast or the stl so. podcast for short and believe it or not we are getting ever closer to having An actual soccer team in STL, which will make the name of and topic of this podcast all the more fitting and exciting. Uh, It's going to make so much more sense as I cut you off, Stephen. Sure, No, you're fine. My (laughs) name is Stephen Ground uh i'm joined by justin horniker and i hey. just realized i hadn't turned my camera on hey justin hey i still look like this i'm sorry oh, okay i nice um, see yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> how are things over in kansas city oh Where they're going fine in st louis
1: no i'm in kc uh we went to the indiana dunes last week which oh, yeah. reminded me that i've been around the chicagoland way too much recently um i i Bruised. at all at all is
0: too much Really, yeah it nice. all is
1: too much but like since the last time we recorded i've been up chicago way like twice i think oh wow and i i don't i don't like that um i did fall face first down to dune and like bruised a rib but outside of that that's we're fun doing good. yeah always fun when
0: you can do that <laughs> so outside of that we're doing good well i'm sorry that about that i hope you okay quickly. how are you doing steven you know, I'm doing pretty well. It's storming down here in Jacksonville. I got drenched today. Isn't it to get always some though? Jersey Mike's. Uh, honestly, yes. I mean, at at different points, but there's like a there's always at least a twenty five percent chance you're going to get stuck in a, in an absolute <laughs> downpour, especially oh, in fun. summer. So that's that's the fun of living in you know a coastal region, I guess. Um, but otherwise it's been nice it's good to day, show that so. uh
1: time has passed you have a new painting on your wall that you didn't have last time so that's, that's nice true to see.
0: that is true <laughs> i did put that up like um you know the batman spectacles on that one nurse and the john Mulaney thing so
1: and of course uh yeah and of course ian is not here because he's in a meeting with uh red bull sporting director who i forget the name of that would have been a funny joke if i would have j- uh... yoken <laughs> something Fuck, i ran out of steam
0: all right uh, this is off to a good start Jochen, Jochen, something. Oh God, I can't remember. Jochen Schneider, Jochen
1: <laughs> a real mythical um, figure on this podcast. So we should always remember that.
0: That's right. Uh, so this is uh, obviously our soccer podcast. It's been far too long uh, since we've gotten together, and we are going to try and fix that by being more regular. Uh, you know, posters and and reporters oh, yeah. and such, um, <laughs> but. Uh, we're here as it is, and we're going to go through soccer <laughs> with kind of without kind of a roadmap, I guess. But I think we should start with um, the Premier League, not because it's our chosen league, but because hmm. it's our chosen league right now, I guess. But also because, you know, all the big transfers and stuff um, Erling Haland finally becoming officially a Manchester uh, City player, um City Amane leaving Liverpool, uh Mo staying at Liverpool, uh Darwin coming to Liverpool, other teams doing things, I suppose. Um so much Liverpool
1: coming and goings.
0: Yeah. Um it's it's weird that I know the (laughs) most about them, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, do we want to talk about Holland inevitably signing with City and like City Having this team that you're like, they can't possibly add anything to that, can they? And then they make like three huge signings and loans X7 to Middlesbrough also.
0: Can't forget about that. Oh, well, that's probably the move. That's, that's, going to that's the biggest decision. move, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Why don't we go through a team by team real quickly? Because I've found an article where I can do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal brings in Gabriel Jesus, uh, which is a nice pickup, I suppose. And Matt Turner, which is an even nicer pickup, I would say. I would say. Indubitably. Fabio Vieira from Porto uh, spent, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, $80 million on Vieira and, and Jesus. And then, you know, probably a little more for Turner. And um, Marquinhos, who I did not mention, they sold people. They got rid of Lacazette for free to Lyon. I don't see them being a real threat this season, but it does seem like they're being, they're kind of on the upward trajectory, which I hesitate to say about.
1: Yeah. um, I do like the Gabriel Jésus signing. Like, I feel like he's just kind of underrated being Mm -hmm. a part of that city team for so long. You saw like when he was, not available for city they had a difficulty like actually finding someone who could put the ball in the net which i guess is a luxury that you uh have when you bring in Erling
0: island as well true um they uh, moving on to aston villa they had diego carlos come in philip coutinho from barcelona uh he had been loaned there and now he's a permanent transfer um Bubakar Kamara, whose name is just fun to say. Matt Target uh went out to Newcastle, and um he's kind of the most notable transfer out. Um, but they're definitely getting better. I think Coutinho fit really well there, and um Diego Carlos is a nice pickup, and you know they could be one of those teams that kind of rises out of the middle middle of the table this year, potentially. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's reasonable they like at least
1: seem like they're making the right moves right and like mm-hmm. with those kind of mid-table teams it's always hard to say
0: like who's gonna be the one to take that step but i yeah. like
1: what they did
0: yeah it's always i mean you can never be sure of um what's gonna happen but it's uh definitely seems to be that they're heading in the right direction at least you know yeah. from an outside perspective for bournemouth Big who cares um, for Brentford? Big who cares? Aaron Hickey in from Bologna, Bologna but that's it. Um, Brighton, you know, again, uh, they sold Eve's Basuma to um, Tottenham, but that's kind of their major move. And, you know, it's not that major. Um, they're a team that's, you know, possibly looking at relegation. God forbid, of course but um, you know, it's certainly an option out there. Yeah. Um, We have hold on. I'm plugging into a monitor. So now I can (laughs) look at you and. Oh, uh, nice. So uh, for um, Chelsea, they did make some pretty major moves um, bringing in Raheem Sterling from Manchester city. That's pretty exciting for them. Uh, Calidou, Nicola Bali from Napoli also coming in those were you know a combined 80 million or so there um, and then they loaned out Andreas Christensen to Barcelona they loaned out Romelu Lukaku back to Inter Milan which was an entire saga they um, I understand
1: zero of it all I know is that he's back and yeah. uh, not in Chelsea anymore it was a disastrous
0: tenure they, I'm sorry, they gave away Christensen and they also gave away Antonio Rudiger to Mar- uh, Real Madrid, which just seems like a huge, crushing loss for them. So, you know, Raheem Sterling's obviously a big ad, but did they need attack? No. no. Um, <laughs> and uh, losing Rudiger is, I think, a, a pretty, pretty tough loss. Uh, yeah and
1: i think like especially in the attack everyone seems like they're upset all the time like there are rumors mm-hmm. that people sick ones out and i i think there's just too many bodies for the spots they have and the talent they have when it's yeah. not their issue at all and i don't think that they did enough on the back end to like bridge that gap between them and liverpool yeah. and city
0: they're obviously hoping that koulibaly can fit fill that um hole left by rudiger but yeah. uh you know I, it's yeah. hard to know for sure if he actually can they also um released any drink water which to me is unforgivable r.i.p yeah uh <laughs> crystal palace didn't do a lot they brought in check du Coré from uh lane in france uh Every word of that sentence, by the way, yeah. was just a pure guess. I'm not sure they'll finish 10th place of... like they
1: always do, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> on the
0: pronunciation of that guy's name or that former team or if that team is in fact in France. So, it's every in France, every, I can't help every you with the pronunciation. Word of that is <laughs> a guess, um, Stephen.
1: If you were a Crystal Palace fan, like how would you even? like, I guess I have trouble with this in a sport that doesn't have playoffs. This is like an American brain type of thing. Cause like, at least when the teams I cheer for are like aggressively mediocre, at least there's a chance they can (laughs) sneak into the playoffs and like win. Yeah. For a team that like constantly finishes, like not in the European spots and like the Uh, only thing they've ever done is play in the Premier league. That's That's not true. I think they played international at some point, but like, how do you get yourself up for every season?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It feels like, uh, it feels to me like what you have to do is just live in every game. Yeah, that's fair. It's kind of like there's a there's a sense in which like Liverpool playing whoever Brighton nobody cares. Like yeah. you're going to I mean obviously everybody cares but like you're going to win it. And if you don't win it, then it's catastrophically bad. Yeah. But if Crystal Palace plays Brighton and they win, it's like, okay, we're three points farther away from relegation. You know? So,
1: yeah, um, I understand that's my American lizard brain, just like having trouble.
0: Yeah, no, but I get it. Um, Everton, who was already already really bad, got worse. (laughs) They brought in James Tarkowski from Burnley and they let go of Richarlison for $60 million to Tottenham. They, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they're actually as bad as they were last season, but if they are, they're not escaping the relegation like, zone this time. Yeah, it all depends on how they reinvest Rich Richarlson. Yeah, and, sure. Because
1: he was and the reason. Transfer season like isn't him. over. That's a yeah. big caveat here.
0: Um, Fulham uh, brought in Andreas Perea, which is a nice, you know, little pickup for them. How do you feel about losing him? yeah i mean indifferent (laughs) fair enough i couldn't Um, name a single thing he did for
1: united honestly fair enough (laughs)
0: fabio carvalho to liverpool which we knew about at the Mm. end of last season but didn't fully materialize um and uh, that's about it for Fulham. Leeds, already a strong contender for number two team uh, at, gets some big number two team. They're energy. getting really
1: close to getting the official endorsement of the podcast I Yeah,
0: I think they might they might <laughs> be the team we can unite around for sure. Um, they bring in two Americans, Tyler Adams, and Brendan Aronson in a cool. naked ploy to get more of uh, those yeah. NBC uh, sports peacock views. Um, but uh, that's, I mean, obviously I think both are great players and I think it's a, it's a really good landing spot for them because they can play critical minutes. They can be a big part of the team rather than a stick who has to fight for every minute he gets. You know, those guys yeah. are going to presumably be pretty un- unimpeached there. And
1: that's it. reminds chance. me of like, obviously on a completely different level, but like, that's what I liked about Buzio being at Videncia last year. It's like, he's in the starting lineup all the time. He's kind of being mm-hmm. relied on a bit. And obviously like Leeds, there's a lot more higher stakes there than Videncia had, but like Tyler Adams is going to be re- like relied on as one of their best like midfield anchors. Mm-hmm. And that was something that he wasn't necessarily, he was getting a lot of playing time at Red Bull, but he wasn't getting, like, that level of reliance. And, like, it gives yeah. Aronson a chance to, like, build up his game without being at, like, a Chelsea or something like that, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, they also brought in Brasmus Christensen um, for $10 million, Mark Rocca from Bayern Munich for $10 million, and Luis Senesera from... The- Feyenoord in the the Amsterdam League, the Dutch league for 25.4 million. (laughs) They were able to fund all those moves, which totaled, you know, around a hundred million by selling Rafinha to Barcelona and Calvin Phillips to Manchester city. So they obviously lost two big pieces, but I think this is a case where, you know, by adding five or six really, solid pieces. They definitely made their whole squad stronger. And I think that is the path for teams in that middle six to kind of, or in that middle six, I keep thinking hockey terminology (laughs) in that middle of the table um, to kind of move up and not, not even necessarily move up into the top of the table because that kind of rarefied air and hard to get a permanent spot in, but like at least to move out of, you know, relegation territory and kind of gr- grab one of those solid premier league spots. I think you have to sell players, you know, and, and that you have developed into being stars and then kind of round out your team and hope to continue to mature those guys, the FC Dallas model, if you can yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like,
1: you know, it's hard to say how they'll play like a lot of those players don't have premier league experience, but they have big top five league and European experience at least But it feels Um, like that leads to just, like, a huge step that, like, the Southamptons and Fulhams and Bournemouths and Nottingham Forests aren't going to be able to keep up with in that relegation battle. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, a six-team blender like it was last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Leicester did not do a lot. They sold some lower-level players, but that's it. Liverpool um, have lost Sadio Mane for a reported $35 to Bayern Munich uh takumi minamino to monaco for a reported 15.5 million which i think is a haul for them for a player that they barely started um loris kairos the um embattled backup goaltender mm. was released Divakarigi. that one that was old. like i couldn't believe that he's still on that team Every yeah i was shocked i was like, honestly what? shocked um divak was uh Allowed to go for free for to AC Milan, which I, I should is have a been great landing like, spot for him. All good for Rigi, but he should have been like given a lifetime contract. He should have just, just to come in and score the, <laughs> in the 93rd minute against <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um uh Everton. Uh Nico Williams, they sold to Nottingham Forest for 16 million, which is another big transfer of a young player. Um, uh, Liverpool is pretty quick to like let a young player go and like make some money for them um and i think that's a great signing for nottingham as well uh to go along with uh Ethan Horvath right in that. so that's probably yeah. they nobody'll ever score on those two <laughs> um and then they let Ben Davies go to Rangers uh for 4 million and other young i don't know Ben Davies is older another player though who you know wasn't getting playing time and if you can make 4 million for them. Sure. Yeah. Uh They made one of the biggest moves of the transfer window, signing Darwin Nunez to a $85 million deal to come in from Benfica. Um He's 22 years old. He scored for th- 34 goals in all comps for the uh, Portuguese side Benfica last season. This is what, I think the Jurgen Klopp model is if you know a player fits your system and is young and or entering mm. his prime, you'll pay whatever price tag for him. And when you consider what, you know, the price tags for the true breakout stars yeah, for like the Erling Holland will be, you know, and, and those kinds of things like yeah, it's, it's really like, uh, 85 million is insane, but it's not insane when you talk about, they made 35 for Mane and 15.5 for Minamino yeah. and 16 for Nico Williams. And they're already the one of the richest clubs in Europe and they're not spending that much money. So, you know, it, I'm excited to see how Nunez plays out just as a, obviously as, uh, a biased fan, um, but I think he'll fit really well and he'll give them an element that they've really never had, which is kind of that central target man uh, with the height and the size and the strength. You know, ironically, kind of filling some of that Divac Origi role yeah. um, that Origi was never really quite well rounded enough to um, play that, you know, full time um, in a starting 11 as good as. Liverpool's but um you know he's 6'2 he's he's not halon size but he's pretty strong. St- he's pretty tall he's pretty sturdy um and I think he'll fit really well with what Liverpool's trying to build
1: yeah that is really interesting because like when you think of Liverpool's traditional like front three that they've had with Mane and Salah and it is like a lot of diminutive players like usually it's these like small skilled fast guys and mm. like it seems like Klopp saw something and like wanted to I don't know I have a lot of trust in him just cuz like what he's been able to do with a team that doesn't spend at the top of the transfer budget every year and like yeah if he has something that aligns with this philosophy like I think he has the the leeway to go out and do it and like get a little bit of grace there too I
0: I, t- I think for one thing Nunez is really a great you know target mm-hmm. for uh Tiago, who hasn't really had that person. Cause you know, it's similar to what you're saying. It's like, he can get the ball to people like money. And, and. But uh, his like Thaw strength and, has always been that over the top
1: ball. That yeah. Exactly. right.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and for guys like Trent, you know, and, and even Virgil and people who are even farther back. And then I just think, you know, they're really developing this. um Interesting uh front three rotating kind of six that they now have with yeah and they can also as like... diaz and firmino and um jota and you know whoever yeah. else they want to plug in there um uh, that i think is really interesting because they uh you know, just, it's kind of, they used to be the front three and now they really have the depth that you can throw any three of at least those five out on any day and feel yeah. really comfortable. And like, you need that you flexibility
1: got. because when you're in a title chase with Man City and Man City's not losing, you need to be able to like throw in a different look if you're having a rough day. And like, yeah, that's, that's what you need to be like a Premier League title winning team. You almost need to have like two starting 11s that could both win the league for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um They obviously also uh have uh re-signed Masala, bringing an end mm-hmm. to an unnecessarily long and uh, the rampant speculation sof- <laughs> uh, saga it's really interesting to see they did let go of sidi um yeah. and they didn't get that much form you know considering that that um byron is kind of reimagining their attack around him which i'm not sure i can get down with quite frankly i really love money i'm just not he's never been the number one yeah in the well, system is like, interesting too and like Lewandowski scored a ton of goals
1: for them but i would never uh-huh. say that Lewandowski was like this focal point of their offense right. like i think That's he was fair. just like a target man in the sense of he was always yeah. in the right spot at the right time Whereas, like, Mane gives you something totally different. Like, maybe not, yeah. definitely not as clinical as Lewandowski, but, like, at least gives you a different look. And I, Bayern, I, you know, they can feel the suboptimal 11 and still win the league. That's true. <laughs> um,
0: shout out to our German friends. But shout seriously, this nobody, can, nobody can keep up. Um, it's interesting, though, they let go of, obviously, Mane. They bring back... Sala it's interesting to imagine what they might do with Firmino who they've already kind of like not moved on from but definitely they have kind of decreased his role
1: Bobby is kind of my favorite player from that tandem from that trio too so uh it hurts my heart a little bit to
0: see him. yeah I think they I think Klopp has this kind of brilliant way of like constantly churning though and always having Mm. the next option in house like you you look at guys like Kanate, uh, who is obviously your Virgil van Dijk replacement on a long enough timeline. And, you know, Carvalho is, you know, potentially a Trent Alexander Arnold replacement. If Trent ever decides he wants to, you know, sow his wild oats and move on to greener pasture somewhere in the big clubs of Europe. And like that, you bring those guys in. And I think, I think people are willing to come and play for Klopp in a role, you know, in a, in a rotational role that they wouldn't necessarily embrace from most other managers because they see him repeatedly build these guys into stars and sell them or move them or make them stars at Liverpool or whatever. And I just, obviously I could gush about Jurgen Klopp for a long time, but I do think (laughs) I do. I mean, I honestly think how many people are as good at him as Bill at, You know building a team yeah and and not and i you know i I don't want to go too deep into the oh liverpool doesn't spend that much money narrative because they spend a lot of money it's not like they're a poverty franchise but like not just going out and throwing bags of cash at things like the saudi and russian oil money teams can and that sort of stuff you know when you're Um,
1: like having to get in a betting war with like madrid and psg and man city and chelsea
0: yeah um, they also brought in Calvin Ramsey from Aberdeen, uh, and actually he's the one I met more as the potential rival for Trent Alexander Arnold Carvalho's, Carvalho a midfielder. Um, so that is Liverpool. We've talked enough about them. Let's move on to Manchester City next in our uh, alphabet and next in our heart. Only pay uh, reported fifty-one million for Holland um which is crazy um but you know it's still a lot of money um so he and, had like he had a release fee which is the like, kind of like lucky
1: uh-huh. part about it so like if free market yeah i'm sure you would have gotten like 150 plus but yeah had a,
0: a release i fee think also there's a big part of that is that we don't probably talk enough about is like um wage structure too mm-hmm. oh yeah I'm because sure making a ton of money you know if he's making 300 grand a week which is very believable like you know that's very yeah. different than if you pay if you pay 85 million for nunez and then bring him in or for darwin and then bring him in and he's making one hundred and twenty thousand a week that's a lot of money still but it does even out yeah we re- do re- get really like quickly, too you hung know? up on the transfer fee versus. yeah like that was the whole thing with and we'll get to this
1: with our next team but the whole uh, delict- like fiasco is that like yeah the transfer fee to get him is low but he's making like 400k a week or whatever yeah yeah and it's also
0: you know it's it's really an investment too especially on those younger guys like Nunez is if he plays five years for Liverpool and they want to sell him they can get Probably a lot of or all of that 85 million mm-hmm. back, you know, especially several years post COVID. Haland, obviously, if they move I him am. at any point in the future, is going to be a very valuable player. So, um, yeah, we probably do get a little hung up on transfer fees. Uh, they also brought in Calvin Phillips, which I already mentioned. Um, they managed to sell uh, Jesus and Sterling both for 45 million a piece, which kind of pays uh, for most of the transfer. Phillips. Uh, fees for those two uh, Pedro Poro to Sporting Lisbon for 7.2 million Gavin Bazuna to Southampton for 15 million uh, Ko Itakuru F- which is not a name I pronounced well uh, to Borussia Mönchengladbach are you glad I said the whole name I am uh, yes <laughs> for 4.3 million uh, Darko Giavi for 5 million to Leeds and Romeo Lavia to Southampton for twelve million, so they did sell a lot of players. I don't think they probably effectively Fern- Fernandinho also uh, left for free, um, which I think is a, probably a bigger loss than they are willing to. Admit. Yeah, but um, you know, I still think obviously they're one of the class of the division or of the division of the Premier League. But yeah,
1: and um, like having watched Erling Holland a lot like he's a little bit streaky as a striker too and like i don't know with like pep's penchant for like false nines all the time having a striker drop back a bit which i'm sure is not how we'll play helan but like i do think there's some question marks there that there haven't been in a while
0: for Mm -hmm. city i definitely like i'm not calling for them to not be good but i definitely definitely don't think it's and i like still think they probably win the league i just don't know if it's as much of a But I don't think it's necessarily a given that they come in Mm -hmm. and just thrive. You know, I think it's more of a, more of a fight for them for sure. So um, let's move on to man United, your favorite team. Let's do it. Bringing in. Well, let's talk about the outs first because okay. I think we can we can try and end on a high note for you. Oh yeah, okay. um,
1: I got uh, I actually have positive things to say about Man United for the first time I think okay. in this podcast history. Hey, so
0: yeah, exciting! Um, we <laughs> talked about Andreas Pereira out to Fulham for ten million. Dean Henderson loaned to Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. A lot of players released: Paul Woolston, Connor Stanley, Paul McShane. These are you know lesser guys, yeah, but they Edithson had a very Cavani released, which is uh, you know a bigger name. Jesse Lingard released, A much bigger name. Juan potentially MLS, MLS bound
1: Jesse Lingard.
0: Oh, for ten choice St. Louis City SC bound. I think NDC um, United, but go on. And then, <laughs> sh- <laughs> uh, and then Paul Pogba. Uh, to Juventus mm-hmm. for free finally bringing it into the saga in Manchester yeah. United, which I but think so- honestly has to be a relief yeah and uh,
1: also Ronaldo is probably out like any day now he's yeah like, for he's sure time, um,
0: so. but you know we won't <laughs> talk about that yet, it hasn't happened but they bring in Tyrell Malachia or Malasha Malaysia, Mal- you should know you're the guy um <laughs> from Feyenoord for 14.7 million and Christian erickson over mm-hmm. from Brentford. There we for go, free. Uh, talk to me about Manchester United, yeah. Also, being remembered with Matthias Delict and
1: like every IX player to ever have played under Ten hog like, uh-huh. all right, so hard to believe, I, hard to believe, but. They're not there yet, obviously. And like they transfer window's not done. Ronaldo's probably leaving, but I'm happy with that anyway. You all know my feelings on Ronaldo and Pogba for that matter, too. Like we've talked about this since the inception of this podcast, even that it was, <laughs> this team is just like a, an amalgamation of all the different managers that come before him. But like it feels like Ten Hog actually has a vision for this team as being allowed like some semi autonomy that the other managers weren't allowed, including. Mm-hmm. The one that was supposed to stick around to be their sporting director this year. And, like, in order to lure him away from Ajax, like, I think you had to give him that level of autonomy. But when you look at how much he's done with so little at Ajax and how they are always ready to, like, rep- sell players on or replace players to the point where they actually made the knockout round of the Champions League, like, a couple times recently, they made the final four under Ten Hag. And, like, he's a coach that plays with the system, very regimented. Like practices seem grueling, so I think sometimes it is a relatively short shelf life, which at IX helps. But that might be like the waning criticism of them. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: such a breath of fresh air from what they've had like the past four or five years. So to actually have like a plan in place. Yeah, and- I
0: was gonna say literally just that feeling of having a direction <laughs> has to yeah. be like such a yeah. relief. As sad as that kind of is, I mean it's pretty. Sad, and like be honest, it's sad it. to see Paul Pogba go because Paul
1: Pogba's is probably one of the best players if not the best player in the world just with the ball his feet and how like creative and technical he is but Mm -hmm. like he just wasn't working and none of the managers wanted to play him in his role and i don't know if he's that great as a pressing center back or defensive mid also so yeah Yeah. it is crazy to see him leave for free it is yeah like that's the part that hurts is that united like have watched him move on twice for free and paid how much money (laughs) to bring him in
0: (laughs) yeah that's not great um that doesn't that's not the best look the monetary mismanagement is definitely still there but at least it's like a step forward (laughs) for sure and at least yeah like you said it kind of brings an end to the saga that had been so unpleasant and so like i don't think sure. they care about losing money so who cares <laughs> they don't seem to much um which you
1: know good for money them. is made up when you think about like man united and barcelona how they when you really still think about yeah the not change power. a single thing of how they operate yeah exactly so
0: you know who cares <laughs> about money um so good for man united um newcastle means. making some moves they uh let go of and sold people for free, a lot of people. So I guess that's not a sale. That's also letting go of. They brought in Matt Target. We mentioned Nick Pope from Burnley and Spin Botman from Lille in France uh, for f- 35 million. Uh, it's a great name. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know a ton about the yeah. player but it's a terrific name it's Um, so weird to me that so newcastle has had two transfers
1: under the new ownership now and how like this was supposed to change the way they operate yet they're still like probably behind brentford and like my projections of how this
0: year is going to finish well nobody cares about your projections (laughs) so um we got to wait until the season starts as they always say so you know that's i'm not afraid of a hot take steven well, you never have been. And that's what I appreciate. <laughs> about you, you know, so um, moving on from Newcastle, we've got Nottingham Forest making a ton of moves as they move up to the Premier League. We mentioned bringing in Nico Williams from Liverpool, uh, bringing in Ethan Horvath, who, you know, they had already kind of had in their clutches. Right. Oh, no, they loaned him to. Leave yeah, they loaned him. him out. So he's I forgot back about in the that. championship I'm Sad for him. Um, Guion, and,
1: yeah, sad and good. Like, sad that he's
0: not good enough for the Premier League, but good that he's going to get playing time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Guyon uh, Beyond Cohn from Troyes. Uh, Omar Richards, a much easier name to say, from <laughs> Munich. Um, Dean Henderson from Man
1: United. Which will be good. I don't know why... United loaned him out because De Gea can fall it any day now, but yeah, that's yeah. that's good for them. <laughs> Musa
0: um, Niakate from Mainz, Taiwo Awoniyi from Union Berlin, Union Berlin. Wow. That was just a, a bunch of letters, all of those names. <laughs> time um, time. But, you know, I think it's pretty typical to see a team moving yeah. up into the premier league, spending some money, splashing some cash, making a statement, um not necessarily a surprise, but still it's I'm really excited to have Forrest back in the thing because they have such a historic place in mm-hmm. the Premier League and you know I think it's appropriate to have them back and and playing where they belong. so you know I'm happy about it personally. I know you're pissed, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: like they're kind of one of those teams I've always wanted to see in the Premier League too like i there's something that's so like retro feeling about just like their logo and their kits and their where they play i've always wanted uh-huh. them back in it's like the same way i felt about like once brentford were like flirting with it and i instantly mm-hmm. wanted to see them in the prem like they're on that level
0: yeah yeah for sure i think it's going to be a lot of fun to have them um back and uh they are alphabetically before southampton who brought in um Armel Ketchup, which I'm just going to say bottle of ketchup from, <laughs> um, and for 9.5 million. Romeo Lavia from Man City for 12 million. Joe Aribo for our Rangers uh, for 10 million. Gavin Bazuna from Man City for 15 million. Um, they let out a lot of players on loan and for free, too. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know a lot about Southampton. Uh, just don't get relegated. You're too good for yeah. that i do Um, like so if we're judging it by the
1: players they brought in like they've brought in some young players that i think can really develop like they usually do this is like that year every time they sell players on they have this year where it feels like there's no one like known on that team but ralph has like always seems to get them going so like i'm never too worried about it but uh uh-huh there's not a lot of known talent there
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean they um They seem to be kind of heading in an interesting direction. But like you said, it's always kind of interesting until they go down. (laughs) Well, that's how it works, I guess. Um, But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, who knows what actually happens to them. Uh, Tottenham's making big moves. Um, Good moves. Who knows? But big moves. uh, They sold Steven Bergwijn to iax for 26 million they got rid of cameron carter vickers which is you know heartbreaking um he's going to uh Celtic for an undisclosed fee yeah it was essentially um,
1: like he was already alone there and they're like why yeah. don't you just stay over there
0: i honestly think that's great though he <laughs> did well there and you yeah know, let's have let's have some number nines starting you know so i would say anywhere in the world let's have some potential scoring threats um start, uh, starting and by that I mean Cameron Carter Vickers is a defender and I'm yeah an idiot, so, although he yeah. like
1: does score headers though so like I was gonna I was gonna give you that thank you <laughs> I was
0: I'm my brain has that song of him in that you retweeted at one point stuck in my head but it's like co-mingling with the Roberto Firmino song <laughs> and so I'm like uh thinking our number nine which is not right so anyway forgive me for my ignorance it's but, all right uh it was you do not need to know anything about Celtic I have to know everything about everyone. I'm the host of this podcast, and I hold myself to a high standard. Yeah, um, there's just a lot of soccer. On by there. the way, are we I don't recording? Want you to feel. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivan Perisic coming in from Inter Milan for free. Fraser Forster from Southampton for free. Yves Basuma for 35 million from Brighton. Richarlison we already mentioned mm-hmm. from for 60 million. From Everton, Jed Spence from Middlesbrough for twenty million. Clement Linglet from Barcelona on loan. Uh, you definitely can't argue that they got some potential Im- that they didn't get some potential impact players. Yeah. It's just a matter of how are they all going to fit there. Um, you know what's the system going to be? Uh, I think Richarlison be... signing is very intriguing to me. Yeah, for like, sure, that could end up being really good for sure he's a phenomenal player Conti is there and you know seems to have kind of a grasp on things so I think they're in a good spot I think they could be more of a threat this year um but we just kind of have to see it in action for me to know for sure and feel, yeah and like you know. everyone around them is also made
1: like I think they probably make up ground on Tottenham uh uh-huh. you know if they're necessarily like at that Chelsea level yet so yeah it'll yeah. be yeah or make up ground in Arsenal I should say, kind um, not making up ground on
0: themselves. Yeah, well, you know, I just like Cameron Carter-Fickers this a striker. So, <laughs> yeah. folks,
1: we're hanging in there.
0: We're both <laughs> making mistakes. Uh, West Ham probably made some mistakes too. <laughs> they uh, sure did. <laughs> uh, they um, let some folks go. They brought in some folks: Flynn Downs, Alphonse Areola, and naif Aguerd from Rain. Uh, you know, I think they're West Ham. They yeah. seem to know what they're doing, but they're not going to like make a major move. I would say, uh, Wolverhampton, Huang he Chan from RB Leipzig is one of their big addiction additions and addition to Nathan Collins. Um, no major losses, just a lot of kind of cleaning up yeah. their depth and such. And that's every team in the Premier league. So, um, other major transfers that you want to talk about or any team you'd like to focus on yeah, Well I would like closer. to talk
1: about barcelona it's still being able to bring in robert Lewandowski when they're supposedly bankrupt and have to like so their financial system upsetting they have to make three dollars
0: for every dollar they spend and Uh it doesn't seem sustainable to me (laughs) yeah i don't understand how they're allowed you know it's like that aaron paul meme how do they keep getting away with this sort of thing like (laughs) i don't know why they're allowed to do this over and over again but they seem to just be allowed to you know that seems to be the way it is and and i don't know I don't, yeah we've I don't talked know.
1: about this you know money's all
0: made up seize the means
1: all that good Seize stuff. the
0: means of production has never been truer than with hmm. um freaking barcelona for sure because yeah. you know i'm just i don't know i'm just tired of them. uh i'm tired <laughs> i'm not even tired of them i'm just tired of like being told that they're fiscally distraught and then
1: just seeing them do the same exact things but they sold the naming rights to the campanita so they're set
0: (laughs) yeah sure um you want to talk through the mls table a bit or uh, where would you like to proceed i would like to talk about mls speaking of transfer markets Yes. Uh, well, let's talk. look at the table, too, and then you can walk us through MLS oh, transfers. How okay. about that? That sounds good. Um, and then we can take a three-hour deep dive into the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, Philadelphia, high atop the Eastern Conference with 39 points. Last year's champ, the uh, New York City FC, behind them with 38 points. Then a pretty steep drop off to the Red Bulls, though, in 33 in 33 with 33 points in third and Montreal with 32 points in fourth, which I don't think many of us saw coming the last time we spoke. Um, Orlando City is in fifth, Columbus in sixth, Cincinnati in a final series playoff position at seventh. They won't hold on to it. They will not, once (laughs) you realize who's underneath. (laughs) Charlotte, Inter-Miami, New England, Atlanta United. Yeah, Mm -hmm. those two uh, alone are going to knock out um, Cincinnati. Chicago, Toronto, all the way down at 19 points. And the aforementioned D.C. United, down bad with 18 points in 19 games. The kids love saying down bad now, don't they? I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I like, I like the memes. Yeah. Uh, Do you have uh, thoughts on that table?
1: Yeah. And seeing the players in players out, like is kind of interesting too, but like, definitely if I were to run through like the union seem legit, New York city FC are loaning uh, Tati Castellanos to Spain for the start of the season. So Uh he's not going to play anymore. So he's gone which is really interesting because he was their MVP candidate last year. And like, they're still a really good team, but now they have, you know, their new coach that they had the season they're losing their star striker for nothing because they're part of a football group. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like if they can keep that hold. Um, I'm definitely surprised by the red bulls and Montreal being there in third and fourth and looking legit as well. Orlando Mm -hmm. city, you know how I feel about Orlando City. They're number one in my heart for how they play. It was a real banger they had with. I Atlanta. need to go down and watch a game. You should Soon. make the make the trek. It looks like a really fun stadium. I know we've talked about that before, but their game against Atlanta. Those games never fail to just like capture my attention. The last twenty mm-hmm. minutes, I'm pretty sure what it feels like to do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty sure. I've never done. it I'm before. almost certain.
1: Yeah, almost certain. they are like four posts, and it kept going back and forth and like orlando and they just seem like i don't know every time i tune in they have something fun and even if they're not necessarily like mls cup contenders they're just a team i like to watch columbus are legit um their striker that they brought in this transfer window like has instantly gelled with didn't they pay a
0: ton for him
1: yeah so they paid 9.6 million for juan hernandez and he comes and like instantly gels with Rain. He like just needed someone to put in his passes because he was like <laughs> doing everything he can for that team. So that's someone who will definitely be moving up. And then you yeah. know Toronto is going to move up when when Insigne, like starts playing and is in full steam. And they've made some more transfers there as well. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't think that someone like FC Cincinnati is built enough and oh i just saw their like last five games but is built up enough to like withhold toronto as they start to surge atlanta as they start to surge like even under miami they're like should be better than this so yeah like they're it's surprising that they're not finishing last but uh they have a good team i think that's Um, a weird
0: positive right yeah
1: steven if i said that they had only lost one game in their last five would you assume that there was a win in there (laughs) um yeah
0: i would assume um, that
1: there's not their last five games are four draws and a loss like they're trending downward that
0: doesn't <laughs> seem great no i'd be real honest with you um yeah that's that's not so good i would say yeah. um gun to my head you know sort of situation gun um uh-huh ground let's move on to the west side of the table which i think looks exactly like everyone expected you have lafc up top additions of gareth bale and uh what's the other one that julian yeah um you've got them up top and then (laughs) after them a totally normal group which was austin
1: yeah, of Austin. But LAFC is so bizarre, like to see actually see Gareth Bale and Gielini playing in like an LAFC yeah. kit. It was just mind blowing to me. A <laughs> gorgeous kit though. So it gorgeous kit.
0: Totally. Works. Um and the golf in the US. Oh my god. Have you heard Gareth Bale so talk good. about US golf? My California, Lord. like, yeah, they they're so that good. man loves him. Some golf. <laughs> Um, do you think he just gets to golf during the week? Like when everybody else is practicing? Yeah, I think, think it's probably like, written into his contract. Like, or Gareth Bale just, yeah. <laughs> you know, what do I care? Um, Austin in second place, 41 points in 21 games, uh, the significant drop off, but still real salt Lake in the yeah. third point and third place with 33 points, Minnesota loons fourth place. Nashville, boo, FC in fifth place. FC Dallas, LA Galaxy in the final playoff spot in seventh. Portland and Seattle just outside the playoffs looking in right now. Then you have Vancouver, Houston, Colorado, San Jose, and all the way down bad at the bottom, Sporting KC with yeah, um, they are down bad. the third worst record in. Uh, mls right now or it's kind of
1: so to start at the bottom it's hilarious to me how palito gets hurt would you everyone. say that
0: we've started at the bottom it's not at the bottom we're...
1: but we're still there currently yeah, it was like sure. almost textbook you could predict exactly what was going to happen when sal and Pulido went down is that uh-huh. they started not being able to score and like all the players that looked so good last year because they were able to assist on palito goals like all of a sudden that dries up too and they just is it
0: Important to be able to score
1: typically in yes. Okay. Yeah. And like that's good to know. The good thing about that system is that you don't have to score much. Like they've always just uh-huh. needed like one or two goals to like really change some games around. But yeah, it's just not been there. I'm trying to look up like their goal stats. So yeah, Johnny Russell has six goals this year. Daniel Shalloway, who was MLS's leading goal scorer last year, has four. And then you also are missing alen yeah it's not good
0: yeah um so you can tell why they've had a little rough (laughs) um it's disappointing though because obviously everybody likes well everybody we like for the time being um sporting kc which
1: you know we'll talk about that in our city segment later
0: uh apparently they are our biggest rival according to yeah which feels Feels weird with Nashville sitting out there, but whatever, you know, <laughs> just people, out there being that trash city. People have opinions, um, they're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, as we'll talk about that, um, I definitely feel like uh, that table is going to get shook up somewhere. Yeah. I, you know. I never feel confident that Portland and or Seattle are going to miss a playoff spot.
1: No, in Seattle like I don't know, Seattle will feel kind of toast because I think oh, yeah. they're like suffering a little bit from playing in the Concacaf Champions League early in the season and mm. like it just feels like they're at that point where they play too many games and everyone's just like worn down.
0: No, but, that's always possible.
1: Always possible and maybe that changes like with that group that could probably change if they Feel rested all of a sudden towards the end of the year, and you only need to Uh, win like two games to go into the playoffs, so it's not like out of the question yet. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I think it's just hard to like.
1: Yeah, uh, and like looking at that, Hector Herrera has just been like such a good addition for Houston, and they're only a couple points out. Like the only people that the only teams are real down bad that I don't see crawling out are like San Jose and Colorado.
0: Well, yeah for sure
1: the well, san jose um, if you were only watch san jose earthquake games all year you would not be having a bad time <laughs> yeah
0: i agree uh guide us through the mls transformers why don't you yeah if you so
1: will. if i would if i can find my one million thousand tabs i have open right now if i could if i could where am I at Stephen okay here we go <laughs> can I can I
0: interrupt this with yes. a, with a quick hockey message just to, please, a please please do I I am enjoying nothing more than seeing every sad hockey franchise and I feel bad for their fans mm-hmm. but seeing every one of them, just say well what if we got matthew kachuk now i don't know that it's set in stone that the blues get matthew kachuk but i know that philadelphia is not getting matthew kachuk buffalo is not getting matthew kachuk this guy says chuck could turn his whole ass summer around with a matthew kachuk trade just saying first of all Hmm. no he couldn't his summer's (laughs) been that bad and second of all um he's not gonna so there's your that's a yeah. little preview of our next podcast on the podcast network which will be dropping tomorrow <laughs> but i just had it's to a two it.
1: podcast day yeah. it's a lot like barcelona by Lewandowski and trying to play it off as this game-changing move see steven i can bring it back i can bring it back
0: that's very nice
1: <laughs> that was well done
0: so please walk us through All the right. transfer window and i apologize
1: yeah, I don't have this, like, sorted in any sort of way. So I'm just going to kind of name out the transfers that stick out to me. Um, This was a relatively recent one, but Shaq Moore completing his transfer to Nashville, which I think is a really good move.
0: Yeah, for sure. And they're they, doing well, so. Like,
1: I, I would hate to compliment Nashville. I really would. I would absolutely hate it. But they are kind of built, like, the right way of how I think an MLS team should be built. I don't like yeah. saying that, but
0: i heard you say it i've recorded you saying it and i will uh, never let you forget it.
1: it's the truth um toronto completing their italian sweep their tour of italy if you will by acquiring federico Bernardeschi for 16 million dollars as well so they're spending big they offloaded carlos Salcedo to juarez and are also bringing in insigne so that'll be like when they're down but we've always said they just had to tread water and told they got in anyway, and now they're bringing in Bernardeschi as well. So, like, that's gonna be really interesting to me. Um, like I said, Carlos Salcedo's out, Columbus bringing in Juan Hernandez, what we talked about earlier, for 9.6 million. Like, that already seems like a steal of a deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Anthony K being just like thrown around all of MLS, finding his way in Toronto, which I think will also be a good kind of pickup for them. Which we can talk about that too. How Colorado traded for Mark Anthony K like just to offload them at the next transfer window? That makes no sense to me. Also, like maybe it's because they don't see themselves as a playoff team. They can like mm-hmm. recoup something, but it's just weird, Steven.
0: Yeah, it's very weird. But um, you know, we're gonna have to adjust, I guess. Yes.
1: Columbus also bringing in Cucho Hernandez for nine point six million. So they've spent big this transfer window. Uh, Alejandro Pozzuolo also finding his way to enter Miami, which is another kind of like key impact move that should make Miami a lot better than they currently are. Talked about Hector Herrera going to Houston, which has already worked out. Um, yeah, those are kind of like the big deals. Trying to see if I'm forgetting anyone, uh, sporting getting some help on the left wing with Eric Tommy, who's a Stuttgart player came over on a free. LAFC finally selling Diego Rossi for five and a half million to Fenerbahce. And like, those are kind of the big moves, obviously Gareth Bale, as I (laughs) scroll down, I keep seeing names, (laughs) Gareth Bale and Giorgio Cellini playing for LAFC. But yeah,
0: Steve, how do you feel about this? Uh, I think it's exciting. I mean, I think the Gareth Bale thing is exciting. I mean, yes, we're a retirement league, but (laughs) <laughs> uh you know get over it um we are retirement league still but
1: i will say that players are coming over a lot earlier than they maybe would like this is gareth bale just coming off of like a full for season sure. At for sure he's not like Real madrid
0: he's not like washed or anything yeah. but yeah. um you know i think if i think if if we can start getting some of these guys even like 29 30 more than like mm-hmm. 31 33 34 how old Messi gonna be 35 <laughs> probably like i don't even care <laughs> uh, who cares no i mean it's Lionel Messi playing in the united states i'm yeah. gonna go to every freaking game if i still you know i'm a woman down here assume, presumably but like i'm just saying it's like there's still that kind of stigma you have to get over but other than that i mean it's exciting yeah like, well, i go, uh, excited watching gareth bale play soccer you know yeah
1: gareth bale's like 33 but he's definitely been around since like the start of time which is hard to believe <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is hard to believe but it is factually true and no one can deny it no one can deny it yeah so um so yeah i mean i think it's exciting to have players like that playing in, in mls obviously so um you know that's what I have to say about
1: that. <laughs> yeah, and like going to an LAFC team, which is already top of the table and like presumably should be far and away the best team in MLS. So that's mm-hmm. it's just like a marquee team at this point. For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, You want to talk about St. Louis City for a while? Let's do
1: it. Let's do it, Steven.
0: Uh, we have a, a front yard now, which is not a thing on new stadiums had, but we have one. <laughs> we've it's been missing Blue it Blue's we got our front Plaza, yard we got Plaza. our front garden <laughs> yeah um so that's cool i'm not surprised that we had a a, a um Lee Fuse endorsement somewhere um what else have we done since the last podcast i'm not even I'm not even remembering when the last podcast was cause I'm a bad person. Yeah. I mean, we can talk a little bit about
1: like some of the, uh, we brought in Edward Lewin from Herda. That would be
0: uh-huh. kind of the, our most recent acquisition. Yeah. Um, that's pretty exciting. I mean, I think we're, I think it's really cool to see us making moves, um, just in general. I mean it's it's so close. I saw that picture of of, um not him, which player was it? Joe Klaus. Yeah, Klaus in the stadium last night. And it was really kind of emotional to see like a real soccer stadium with with grass and a player wearing a scarf with St. Louis on it in the stadium, you know? Um that's pretty crazy to me. (laughs) So yeah, uh, it's very emotional. Like
1: I don't know we talked about this when we started the podcast Steven, but i've been like hoping for an mls team in st louis since like i found out about mls right as like yeah. a nine-year-old
0: <laughs> yeah no it's a big deal um to quote mm-hmm. rott which people do a lot in 2022 oh my god. yeah oh rich. yeah
1: yeah it's very um uh, invoke thing
0: <laughs> and you know we've got we've got Klaus. Now we've got Tomas Ostrock and Isaac Jensen. Jensen. Mm. We've got Edward Loewen, Um, As you just mentioned, Silmer Pedro and Joachim Nielsen and Roman Berkey. I mean, that's, that's what six players. Charlotte didn't have that until like two Take minutes that, before Charlotte. kickoff. So yeah. Um, you
1: know, like- Especially because like you figure contracts run out at the end of the season, like for the MLS players. So like, The roster will fill out a little bit more from there like i wonder Uh i wonder like what they still have in the tank as far as like those out of country moves are like bringing in a usmnt player potentially because i think like our foreign count is getting up there so it'll be interesting to see like what they're going to do because i don't know if this roster like as constructed i don't know what it is but i like that it seems like we have a direction
0: it seems like there's a plan and it seems like we're not afraid to add talent and you know i think it's it's big to say i think it's a big thing for the team to be able to say yes we're still six months away from playing soccer more than that um and uh you know it's going to be a while till we see the product on the field but we're willing to make these investments and in mm. these players to get them here now and you know, if you, if um, you really believe in them, let's, and, and, you know, I think it's cool. Um, obviously the stadium news is, you know, it's kind of fun to joke about having a front yard, um, but it's, you know, it looks very close to done. I'm sure it's not technically, but. Um,
1: yeah. It's like come together fast. Uh, yeah. I was in town for the 4th of July and we were driving home. So we went to the downtown fireworks and like, I hadn't seen, the stadium in person in a while and it looks really good yeah on.
0: oh for sure it's in great shape um and uh yeah i mean it's just really exciting i'm really looking forward to it it would be fun to have that you know big exciting signing um to yeah kind of and really like really get the juice coming but if that happens that it won't happen. happen until yeah fall or spring or winter or spring anyway you know and i can
1: even envision this team like since like austin and nashville both came in without like all their dps in place like leaving a slot open for that summer transfer window next year where you can make maybe like the bigger splash if i was a betting man that's what i would say
0: for sure i think that's probably more likely but um yeah i mean it's still an exciting place to be we're eight or nine months away from soccer um it's really cool i mean what can what's there to be upset about you know yeah i don't know i don't have anything you have anything to be upset about
1: <laughs> i have nothing to be upset about i have some things to like watch like optimistically and like with a little bit of a cautious eye but like i'm not out here saying that i am expecting a title contender right away
0: but I, yeah you know, oh like for sure but like if they're just direction. not, if they're just not cincinnati <laughs> then i'm pretty happy you yeah. know that's, just, that's yeah. The bar's low, but it's the bar. So you know, just gotta a step, step right up, step right Any, up. Anything else in the world of soccer that you would like to talk about before we sign off? No, Stephen. Any flags that you'd like to light on fire before, in a metaphorical sense? Metaphorical uh, flags. Sign off. You know,
1: I'm trying to think. None so off the
0: top of your head, off you know,
1: the top of my head. So I was trying to figure it out. So we once uh, the dunes. There's was a flag I kept seeing while I was up there and I'm pretty sure that was the Michigan city, but I can't like actually find a picture of the Michigan city flag. So you're going to have to hold up on that. And I wanted us to kind of dive into it a little bit now that you're bringing it up. Okay. I'm waiting. But I, okay. All right. All
0: right. You're going to have to start share your screen though. Cause I can't see it.
1: I'm not finding it, Stephen. I'm not oh, finding it. No. Oh no! I never oh, find no. the picture of this flag, but it was like a blue flag, and in the middle of it, it had like an Olympic torch for some reason, with a bunch uh-huh. of stars around it, and it
0: said Indiana on it. You know what flag is pretty terrible? Is uh, my new adopted hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I we've pointed this out before, but let me just go ahead and and share my screen so you mm. can see yeah, please this in all its glory um pretty horrifying Oof. uh oh yeah you know oh, yeah. it's it's your classic uh sunrise behind a statue of Andrew Jackson uh, or a silhouette of Andrew Jackson uh <laughs> by the way when I first showed this to Justin he admitted that he did not realize that Jacksonville was named after anyone which I thought was a fun little fun I did little not realize mission. that the city was
1: named after Andrew Jackson that um, seems Like poor taste, retroactively. (laughs) It's got the city
0: outline with the St. John River flowing through it, and then, of course, which I don't, I don't understand why city flags, only city flags that I've ever seen, feel the need to actually just say "City of Jacksonville, Florida." In case you couldn't
1: tell what this was, like the whole
0: point of the flag, I thought was to was an iconographic, iconographic representation. Of the team or the city or state or wherever you're representing, um, they didn't seem to get that memo. Uh, it's pretty horrific. So, yeah, if you're ever a, down in Jersey, good
1: representation of what the Manchester United roster is and was. Now, all they just need is an airton hog to come in as city planner and uh, just drop something better.
0: That's right, I agree. So, uh, on that <laughs> note, how can we not close on that note? Um, with that said, uh, for Justin, this is Stephen. For Ian, who God knows where he is making better friends than us. We'll make him come back eventually. We promise. People he's think scared. he's just gone. And he's I get really it. scared. I get it. Yeah. But he'll come and he'll suffer for his crimes of being gone. Uh, maybe then we'll. He maybe Justin, he's never going to listen to this. So maybe the entire next episode he's on is just torturing Ian. <laughs> That's a good way to lose it I could it
1: down. And uh, listeners, if that sounds good to you, let us know.
0: Yeah. So folks, uh, we will sign off there. Uh, we are going to try and hold to a schedule and be more frequent. Uh, and once we'll be better, we St. Louis will city soccer be starts. Obviously we will be much more, you know, active. Mm-hmm. Um, that has always been kind of the, the, um, coup de coup de gras i don't know something of this podcast uh is you know we don't have a team and we've tried to yeah. hold on to a podcast for three years I it's just like done all
1: right. yeah when you start like four years before the actual team yeah. takes the field it gets a little bit hard to hold that motivation sure. time,
0: so uh we're gonna do it though and uh until our next Folks, episode we will be better we will be better enjoy, enjoy <laughs> the all-star festivities which will finish by the time you hear this um enjoy other sporting things Mm. and uh have a great week have a great night and goodbye